Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the New Hollywood Podcast here at Deadline. <laughs> My name is Dino Ray Ramos, and I'm here with... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, guys. It's Amanda Duca, and today's guest is someone who I'm really excited about. This is a movie that... This is part two of what you guys did last week. Yeah, yeah. By last... the way, thank you for filling in. Uh, yeah, for Amanda David. was I, I thought you did really good. Sickly. I was like, look at David. David has a, a nice little uh, radio, radio voice. Um, Amanda was a little sickly. <laughs> yes, I was. But um, yeah, so this is part two. And for this episode, we have the star of Crazy Rich Asians, Henry Golding. Henry Golding, who is like... I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's like a ball of charm. Yeah, it is like, he's very like he's, he's irresistible. Exactly, guys. nice and it's super super nice. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> just just say it. Don't he's, be modest. Yeah, no, super handsome, super nice guy. Um, I haven't seen the movie yet. We're, but we're by going this, tonight. Yeah, by the time this podcast airs, I would have seen the movie. But you saw the movie. I'm seeing, and I'm seeing it again yeah. tonight with you. And what was? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, and you had some some raving things to say about it. So yeah. I'm very excited. I am excited to see it a second time. And um, I think, you know, we talked about, me and David talked about this last week, how everyone just seems to be so excited, what Asian or not. Yeah. Like, it's getting a lot of traction. Yeah. And it's like on track to go 20 million, I Which think. is, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm just excited for like the cultural impact that it will yeah, have. I'm, interested I'm all to about see. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm interested and I'm nervous mm -hmm. because, um, you know, if, if this doesn't. I mean, I, you know, if it doesn't beat Mission Impossible, a lot of people yeah, are saying that, yeah, that yeah. it's going to kind of go down or whatever. But I'm like, I, I'm, it's a, it's a solid romantic comedy. Yeah, and Asian or not, it's just, I was super skeptical about it because I'm really harsh on anything Asian. <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, like, if you if you are from the culture, it's like how you judge. Yeah, your family. exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you see things like, oh, that's not true. That's yeah, not, yeah, we, yeah, we, don't, yeah. we don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if this kind of movie could, you know warm my cold dark heart <laughs> then bring some light <laughs> into your spirit then you know i'm thinking i think it will do wonders but henry was just great we talked about a lot and he, he unveiled a lot of things yeah like, he's a comic book nerd yeah i did he not is, realize he is. that <laughs> like he went deep into the origins of cable and i was all okay oh that's right <laughs> that's right and like and this is his first big feature yeah this is and then he has another he's gonna be in the paul feig movie mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. it's a simple favor that's one's coming out i think later this year mm -hmm. and he's you know what also we learned he is also a uh, a trained hairstylist. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> we right. We should have asked him to do our hair. <laughs> All right, audio, or like just like podcast. right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this movie, like I said, I'm excited for what's gonna do for the culture. I mean, it's like I don't want to I don't want to equate it to Black Panther, but because Black Panther was just <clears throat> just on a bigger scale. But I think like if we kind of I guess just like the underlying message of it, I think that we could say like it could be something like that. No, and you know? it could open up open the, doors for more yeah, narratives exactly. in the Asian culture. Exactly. So. I mean, I could talk about this, you know, for for uh, for hours. Yeah. I mean, and like I, I, you know, I'm plugging myself. This is so, you know, <laughs> I'm plugging myself. I mean, you already started it. You might as well finish. Uh, no, because I'm, I'm also inter I interviewed John. Oh Chu, yeah, that's right. But it's not going to be on the podcast. It's oh, going to yeah, be yeah. like a written okay, interview. Okay. And we talked a lot about that. So that's a little. Wait, teaser. what did you guys like? What did you guys talk about? We talked about just like I asked. Actually, asked asked him. I said, 
what do you think about this being called the Asian, you know, Black Panther for Asians? And then he went into it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to get I don't want to get too much away because it's going to be a Pulitzer Prize winning article. <laughs> okay. And you know, we just talked about how it is hard to get. An, a, a movie to encompass all Asians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that's impossible, and uh, and he just he's he's hopeful for uh, for this uh, for Crazy Rich Asians and just wants it to open the door to more narratives, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not just Chinese or you know Japanese, but like kind of a whole spectrum and have give Asians the the variety to you know a variety of movies to watch and you know it, this sounds a little bit negative, but to kind of not like you know what mm-hmm, I mean like mm-hmm. we don't have to like like every Asian movie that of comes course out. yeah we don't and, but it's yeah. like oh there's this pressure when there's only one Asian exactly. movie <laughs> like it's like when you only have like like one not many things movie. To, yeah, exactly yeah. then it's like okay we really we have like to this. like it yeah. But yeah no um no I I agree too with yeah. all of that so um let's get to it yeah here is Henry Henry Golding, welcome to the oh. New Hollywood Podcast. Thank, thank you. you for being here. Yeah, yeah thank you me. for coming. So, um, Crazy Rich Asians, right? Mm-hmm. You're the star of this this new movie. So um, it's going to be a small little <laughs> this movie. This is going to be a small indie From Warner Brothers. So this is... An up-and-coming studio from Warner Brothers. So this is your first big acting gig, correct? Yeah, You were a TV right. host before that? That's right. So the previous sort of experience was with... Um, investigatory sort of travel human interest stories with the bbc discovery channel yeah um so this was uh was this step was it like was, was a whole different ball game or was it like um, something that you kind of much sort of there's there's a lot of similarities when it comes to acting you know it's it's there's realism that has to be attached to it there has to be real emotions that come from a certain place and for it to be real mm-hmm. I always believe that you've either had to have experienced it or have, have been exposed to it. So okay. everything that I've done led to me being able to achieve, you know, um, this 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 role, I suppose, and mm. it helped. So was this something that you kind of aspired? Was acting always like the, the end goal or was it always just maybe was TV? What, what was your aspirations like yeah. growing up? Yeah, you know, the um, acting was always on the radar it was um it was something that i've been so passionate about watching movies and and not only watching the story sort of unfold but the acting itself Mm -hmm. and and i was always enamored by old hollywood um but then i always kind of knew that i wanted to have the life experience to be able to be mentally ready for 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 an undertaking like Mm this um and so when the chance sort of came, and I think it goes to the sort of how I got the role in the first place, it was an opportunity put forward and I wasn't in the right headspace at the time, but it was, it was about changing that and changing my mindset to thinking, you know what, I can do this mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'll, put, I'll be damn sure to put everything I can into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's what happened. What was, it, what was your favorite movie? Yeah. You know, or maybe your earliest, or yeah, like, or something remember. that kind of was like you watched you it. And stood out. I kind of want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> the the one that made the biggest impact, and it's a really strange film, but it was called Rumblefish. Oh yes, by, uh, Francis um, Ford Coppola. Yeah, it was after The Outsiders, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. and it was such an arty, weird, wonderful mm-hmm. movie that I was like, that is movie making. Mm-hmm. That's that's an amalgamation of of 
great like crazy acting but mm -hmm. also techniques in film that just brings the story to life mm -hmm. and for me that that was like I'm gonna start paying attention yeah, yeah, yeah. to movies and how they're made and how they act they're acted oh, I'm glad you watched it because a, <laughs> a lot of people are like Rumble Fish yeah 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 that was like kind of like it was after Outsiders, I think. I, so. I want to say it was. They were around the same time, though, because it was pretty Samuel much the L. same Jackson cast. Jackson was in it. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, Diane Lane was in it, right? I think yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the cast was insane. Yeah. Um, so, you know, representation and inclusion in Hollywood is kind of a, a big deal now, mm -hmm. uh, as it should be. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're, you, you're from Malaysia, That's and right. you're in Singapore right now. Mm -hmm. So, how when you were growing up like how did asian representation and entertainment look like to you you know i i split my time between um i grew up as a child um on the beaches of east malaysia mm -hmm. um up until i was about eight or nine um then i moved to suburban sort of uk down in the in in surrey which mm -hmm. is the south of the uk um and so but then i moved back uh, when I was 21 in 2008 and I had been I mean when you when you're out in Asia it's all the Asian content yeah, yeah, yeah you have like international movies and international sort of series and stuff like that but there's so much local content so for me the experience of meeting um, Asian Americans um, Asian Aussies who 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 have who have been acting for a while and have been like fighting for this cause um, for me, it was it was listening to these stories and and, and these hardships and mm -hmm. and realizing that yeah that's that's what's been happening in Hollywood, mm -hmm. but not necessarily in in, in say Asia the, yeah, yeah, where yeah. I've come from, which is which for me was like you know it broadened my perspective on races beyond race yeah 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 like Filipinos in America. Um, who have grown only to know Fili uh, American culture, mm -hmm. who have never had the possibility of m going back and experiencing that, mm -hmm. but doesn't make you less Filipino. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or if, you, if you've grown up somewhere else, doesn't make you less Asian. Mm -hmm. um, I am mixed race, and that's a different topic yeah, altogether. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> as soon as there's something like, oh, you're not pure blood? Yeah. You ain't Asian. But I've lived most of my life in Asia. In Asia, so that makes you. But, but, yeah, but there's no. You're probably like, a lot more Asian than like yeah, a lot of me. people. Yeah. But there's there's no litmus test. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. How Asian do you need to be mm -hmm. to be Asian or yeah. considered exactly. Asian? Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because it's like you know when I was asking that question, it's like oh, you grew up with a bunch of Asians, so Asian entertainment is all you saw, mm. and so like your experience is totally different from yeah. like an Asian American. But it, it's, you cannot disqualify mm -hmm. anybody's experience because yeah. they're all so different. And that's what makes it so much more important that we band together mm -hmm. to normalize Asianness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. How the blacks and the Latinos have created their own like army of people to support the movies, the music, for us, it's still, um, it's still talking about oh, the Filipino industry, the the, the, the Vietnamese, the, the Hong Kong yeah, yeah. film industry. Mm -hmm. It's never the Asian film industry. Yeah. It's always like oh, it's hard. I'm to not going to support you because well, it's, that's yeah, a Jap Japanese filmmaker. Yeah. And it's like not film. to mention kind of like all the infighting between Asian cultures, exactly. which is a whole another thing. <laughs> so that's something we need to normalize. Yeah. and yeah. that's what 
um, what people of, of different ethnicities have, have done so far, but I think that's where we need to kind of band together and kind of get get everybody on the right path. Yeah. And behind each other. Yeah, the Support yeah. is where it starts. Mm-hmm. Now, does your, like, does your cultural influence kind of um, inform, like, how does your cultural influence inform your career choices? Like, you just said that, you know, it's not about showing this one type of Asian, mm-hmm. you know, um, character or Asian pers- persona. It's, you know, they're, they're different. There are different levels to it. Like yeah. there are different levels to any. Yeah. To I, you know, it's right now after Crazy Rich, I, I, I moved on to A Simple Favor with Paul Feig. And then I've just got back from Vietnam um, playing this beautiful independent film called Monsoon, where it's a young Vietnamese man. And these are all such different roles. But what they have in common is like the material, the source material is doing that justice. Mm-hmm. It's not about choosing the person because he's, oh, we've got to choose that guy because he's the right color. Or yeah, yeah, we've mm-hmm. got to choose that guy because he's got the right surname. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that's that's bullshit. It's it, the, the, the movies, like we're in the business of telling stories and as, as true to life as those stories as we possibly be and, and, and use the right materials to be able to bring justice to that is important. Um, but I don't think it should limit being able to spread the word and 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 be able to create what our aim goal is and that's to entertain to educate to mm-hmm. to tell these stories of 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 people of color mm-hmm. and using our platforms to strengthen our community than to break them mm-hmm. so that's that's where we need to learn as mm-hmm. as as people yeah. yeah and speaking of telling stories i i saw that you did this tv show um about and I don't want to mess up anything. So you have this um, rite of passage yeah. ritual that you uh, do. Surviving from, Borneo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, how, how do you pronounce? What is the ritual called? Uh, I mean, it's called a bajalai. Okay. Bajalai. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. were like trying we, to. We, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to say you bajalai. I don't know. I, I was like, oh, yeah. Bajalai. But can you can you talk about that a little bit, and then also talk about the importance of documenting it? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple shows with. Discovery Channel in Southeast Asia and and this particular one was probably my my swan song when it came mm-hmm. to my um, presenting career it literally was the last thing that I did um, for television and uh, it was about so from my tribe the indigenous tribe in in Sarawak that I'm from the Iban uh, when you come of age 18 you go on what everybody kind of knows what a walkabout yeah, is yeah. in Australia you go in out into the desert or the the country mm-hmm. and try to survive and 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 it's the hardships that you overcome brings you into manhood so it's something very similar a bajalai is where you journey into the jungle and you're you're self-sufficient you survive um you have guides mm-hmm. uh, who help you spiritually um, but you come back a different person and so my journey really was to experience the the life that these different tribes because we're made up of like 14 15 different tribes in Sarawak alone um to experience those different tribes and and see how they thrive and survived in the jungles in those days um but it was also after completing that journey it was coming at the end of it was my wedding so there was my entire like and I was I was I was turning 30 I was getting married. 
I had not experienced this this cultural sort of bajalai. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just, just such a beautiful package of coming into manhood, turning a new chapter into into being married and starting a new life. And mm-hmm. so it was it was just wow. something that meant so much to and me. And you you just documented it all yourself. You didn't have a crew with you or anything? So we had a base crew in like the main town. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything onwards from me going stepping foot into the jungle oh my God. was all filmed by myself by hand. Mm. And I would have a guide from that particular mm. tribe and that was it. Wow. And I had a GPS uh, like emergency phone, yeah. phone Just in, in case, case something yeah. went wrong. Uh, Would you do it again? No. <laughs> God, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be blunt. It broke yeah. me. Yeah. It oh, was wow. tough. Well, it's oh, an that's experience. the point. That's yeah, the point, right? I mean, yeah. we were, you're we're better than me. <laughs> I was eating like raw liver from a oh wild boar we just shot. Mm, Lunchtime. Eat, <laughs> yeah, to eating like crabs from the river that we, we I put on a stick and, and you just roast them kind of roast wow. them. but then it, you'd eat them and it would just be shell but it, they'd be like oh and it was you know what the biggest thing was it was the the loneliness mm-hmm. the fact that for for five days six days straight i wasn't able to talk to anyone um oh, i wow. wasn't like Did you almost go insane like you go <laughs> you go a bit nuts yeah. because also you're in such a confined space, the claustrophobia effect, you never crosses your mind. Mm-hmm. So being in a jungle where everything's kind of like they're trying to bite you or eat you, you're never being able to see the, 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 the sky yeah. because of the canopy. And then suddenly when you come out of the jungle and you see, you're just like, wow. oh my God, this, like it's, it's <laughs> things happen. And then which, you end it, you have like a tattoo to mark. Yeah, I got a, yeah. I got a, so in. And it, it was, it's the, it's not it's like the, the, it's the actual chisel one. It's yeah. the traditional yeah. bamboo oh, tapping. God. Yeah, cause uh, there's a lot of Filipinos that do that with, yeah, with that. And yeah. I, I'm like, oh no, nah, I'm fine with yeah, the right? modern, yeah, 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 sterile. Yeah. <laughs> well, but for tattoos in my, in my culture, it's to tell stories yeah, yeah. or to mark particular chapters. So for, for when you come of age, you get, Bungai Brinjal, which mm. is um, these flower tattoos, and those were representative of uh, keeping you safe whilst you traveled mm-hmm. and, and brought you home in one piece. And and so it was a very, it's a very animist culture, and oh. a lot of spirits attached to it. So wow, More well, yeah, <laughs> but still, I, I, I'm not Asian enough. For some <laughs> no, not, even though you almost died in the jungle right. and you ate crab crab and liver, and you know. yeah, everybody's. Uh, I wouldn't you, know how many people have done that. Yeah, but yeah. people, but like I say, you sh- we should be raising those questions. Yeah. Yeah. It should be an open dialogue. I'm not afraid to. Yeah. To. To, to give the right reasons why I thought I was right for the role. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the only way where everybody's going to learn. I think so. I think, you know, it's going to get to a time where you don't have to explain yourself anymore. You know? I hope so. It's, it's yeah. just going to be like <laughs> a, the so. thing. But yeah. I, you do. I mean, well, unfortunately, right we're now. We're far from there, unfortunately. <laughs> one day. One, one day. day. Um, so it's been about 25 years yeah. since a movie had Joy a predominant. Luck Club. Yeah, Joy yeah. Luck Club. I remember it. I, I have it on VHS still. Wow. I used to watch VHS. I, I have it on VHS. Okay. I don't yeah. think it's not streaming anywhere yet. Mm. But um, but why do you think it has taken so long uh, for you know Hollywood kind of to jump back on? Because like we well we also had like um, if you want it, you could say uh, Better Luck Tomorrow came out. Yeah. But that kind of was like a blip you know, on the map. We've there has been amazing Asian cinema, mm. but contemporary. Yeah. Hollywood Asian cinema 
was lacking since Joy Luck Club. Mm-hmm. Um, the contemporary stories of modern day stories, not period pieces, not martial arts films. Mm-hmm. Those have been done brilliantly through the years. Um, but nothing that's been in, in a spotlight where the mass communities and the the, the regular people would, would go yeah. and watch and, and like yeah. be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the biggest thing is people will be able to relate to the story. Yeah, um, It's not just an Asian movie. It's no. a story at the core of it. It's about family. It's about love. It's about finding your identity mm-hmm. and being proud oh, of yes. it. It's about food. <laughs> we'll get yeah. to that later. Oh no, but yeah, it's just because I, I I watched it and unexpectedly got emotional. It was weird. Is there? I I, I was looking out for. It. I was like, oh, is, is there is there one white person in this movie? <laughs> I, I try to look because it's a majority in in Singapore. Yeah, right? like, yeah. there are in like when y'all are in New York. I, yeah, I yeah, see yeah. Them, but um, but. Did you feel a sort of pressure when you kind of signed on to this? Because this is—it's been 25 years since there's mm. been this big banner film about like you and the cast. Just not just you, but like everyone in the cast was like, "Oh, we have to make this good." Was Everyb- there like this unspoken pressure? Everybody knew that this was something special, uh-huh. and there was something in the air, and it was really down to the producers, Nina, Brad, John Panotti, and John Chu as a director that had this vision for this to do justice to the story. Um, But it was the combination of, and the culmination of all of our experiences as Asians Mm -hmm. around the world, which realized that this is the moment. This Mm -hmm. is, sadly, this is one of the only times where a big studio has had, has had the, the faith in a project like this. And it took Warner Brothers to be like, you know what? we're going to give you guys the budget to do it justice. Mm-hmm. And they totally did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and those opportunities don't come very often. Yeah. And, and to be, um, um, and to have that pressure on us, we, we knew. Yeah. We had to bring it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody brought it. And, yeah. and you know what? Everybody gave 110%. Yeah. And, it, uh, yeah, and we're still giving 110%. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that's a good, I think the pressure is a good thing. I mean, it's not, not to like say that, you know, don't mess up or you're going to mess you're up. You're failing the, rest the of culture. It. But yeah. you, you do want to, you do want to do. Good a good by, job, yeah. yeah. Goodbye, goodbye. The story, and not just that, but goodbye. You know, the the culture. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's, I don't. Yeah. It's yeah. Just watching it. I, I. The reason why I got emotional is like, oh, I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen this many Asian. It's like not just Chinese, yeah. not just Japanese, but you know, of course, there are the skeptics who are all, oh my god, you're getting a Filipino to play X role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you kind of look past that when you're watching. But it. don't you find that when you're in it? you just forget. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Except, like, it makes me want to go to Singapore. That's yeah, no, right. Okay. But, but besides you, that, you forget yeah. that it's an Asian cast and you're concentrating on the story that's being told. Mm-hmm. That's where normalization should be, exactly. like, at mm-hmm. the forefront of everything and yeah, anything yeah. is that when you're in this film or people who, who have never seen a film like this should be going I want in the future for people to be like I want to go to see this movie because oh it's about this story about yeah, this, exactly. how this girl falls in love with mm, this doesn't yeah. matter if it's a Latino film doesn't matter if it's black, an Asian yeah. film it's a black film exactly. they go because they want to see the story and it's no longer niche exactly. yeah 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 um, so in the, in the movie like you know you seldom well you're seeing it more but you seldom see, you seldom saw an Asian male as a romantic lead yeah. 
But now it, with Hazy Rich Asians. Oh wait, remember, remember Cinderella? The <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Um, I, I don't. Do you remember his the guy that played with the, the one with Brandy and um, Whitney Houston? I remember. I know I that remember, name. I, I don't remember his name, but he was he was the romance lead. But that's, that's the last really? time. He, yeah. <laughs> but he was, yeah. was he like an he was kind of like uh, ambiguous. Like um, ambiguously cultured ethnic, <laughs> but that's the thing is like there have been leading men in in, 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 in yeah, Asian yeah. roles, Jason Scott Lee, uh, John Cho, mm-hmm. like all these people were before the time that it was it, right now that there's, yeah. this is a talking point. Yeah, and how it, they but they, it just wasn't mainstream. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because there there has been this kind of like you know desexualization of the Asian male. Mm-hmm. Um, even you could even argue kind of to be like the uh, saying it's the feminization of Asian males is, mm-hmm. is wrong, but it's like seeing males as a Asian males as a um, as a caricature. Yeah. Also. But I think you know how do you think? I mean, like with when I saw it, and like honestly, there were a lot of shirtless scenes. Yeah. There was that one. I was like, there was this one scene where this guy was just showering, and I was all, damn, they just are Can focusing on that for a while. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 Showering. <laughs> People shower. Okay, no, but but, the, but that showering, there was a purpose to that scene. But yeah. um, still, but, <laughs> we just we just put it in there. Just put in there just but I was like, oh, I was like, oh, they really went or like John Drew went for this. But yeah. um, but how do you think Crazy Rich Asians changes that narrative of like kind of the portrayal of the Asian male? Um, I think it just again, it, it really goes back to normalization. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If you find someone attractive, they're attractive. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say anything. They got a great body. They got a great body. It yeah. doesn't matter where they're from. But I think it's it's it has been the stereotypical storyline of the Asian being the little sidekick mm. with a couple of lines mm-hmm. or being that goofy kind of goofy like quirky smart goofy, guy, quirky yeah. guy with the, with the gadgets. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, data like, from Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 With his shoes, yeah. I wanted yeah. like his like slick shoes, yo. <laughs> Um, but like it's it, it's about now starting from the beginning of storytelling from the writers mm-hmm. the producers wanting to tell these stories with unambiguous ethnic roles attached yeah. to them not writing them specifically for this person or that person mm-hmm. it's it's about it's about just creating the opportunity where this opportunity, people are going to be surprised, and and, and yeah. that's and that's where the change starts coming in. Mm-hmm. And I hope you know. I hope you know. I hope that there are some sex symbols that come out of uh, oh, crazy yeah, rotations. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, people talking <laughs> about. Yeah, there was there was this one. I was listening to this one podcast. It, it, it's it's uh, it, this white. It's a white guy. He was just like, oh, there were just so many abs in that trailer. It was like abs, <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, um. So what's next for you? You, know, you, talk, you talked about um, you just got back from Vietnam yeah. filming something. Is there is there anything else that you can tell us? That yeah, you know, I'm, um, so we did, uh, I got off uh, Crazy Rich and, and and went on to a film by Paul Fee called The Simple Favor, yeah, which yeah. comes I out saw the, a, a month yeah. later. It's kind of it's it's like a it's, it's like a, a Gone Girl type. Oh, it's yeah, phenomenal. I saw the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? I, seen the I saw trailer. it at CinemaCon. Yeah, the, it was the, pretty good. I think it's Paul Feig too. Paul Feig's movie. It's Blake Lively and Anna. Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that tra- it, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the, it's freaky. the full trailer comes out near the end of the. Because like okay. at first you're just like, 
what is happening? Yeah, no, you. Can, I don't. Like a, is this like a single white female situation? <laughs> yeah. But and you play Blake Lively's husband. I play right? Blake yeah. Lively's husband. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, and what so did that, Ryan again, think about that? Well, <laughs> haven't met him yet. So, um, but no, again, that was that was a role that was not written for an Asian guy. That's, Asian that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's Paul. But Paul's been at the forefront of pushing inclusion. Yeah. Uh, like. Uh, uh, pushing sort of inclusion for for female leads yeah. mm-hmm. for for stories of ethnicity, mm. um, and so that was a big part of him. But this this film after Monsoon that I just got back from Vietnam, um, it pushes my sexuality. I play a gay young Vietnamese man mm. who 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 travels back to Vietnam after being away for for so long, um, under the premise of finding a resting place for his um, his parents ashes in a pl- in a country that he's never he's had a cultural identity like he he, he never felt at home at, at mm-hmm. vietnam because he's he's grown up his entire life in the uk mm-hmm. um but it's about normalizing again yeah being an asian lead in such a, a phenomenal big big movie as, as crazy rich Asians, but they're not being afraid to be that also male lead mm-hmm. in in a, a role that that expands your sexual orientation or doesn't even think twice or doesn't um you know it doesn't even question because it's the story that matters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um wow. so yeah that sounds story. really heavy it's really <laughs> okay. heavy so it's we'll so be crying. beautiful we'll be i hope so okay is it, it is it getting a u.s release well is it I, they have it's yeah it's, it's going to festivals okay cool um but so my co-star um, and I'm, I'll probably get in trouble telling you, but it's Parker Sawyer's from um, Southside with you. Oh, um, oh, so the one that played Obama. Obama. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. So oh, he's, cool. He's my co-star. Oh, cool. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Oh, I love Southside. Um, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> and so, so that's you know that's, and Hong Kao as as a director. Um, put a lot of his personal life stories into this story, mm-hmm. into this film, and it meant a lot to him. And I just again it was it was really about doing the the character justice and not wow. not playing to the atypical um like having to worry if i was the right ethnicity for it but i just wanted to do that do the, character yeah, and mm-hmm. that story justice mm-hmm. that's the most important thing it's all about yeah. the story yeah, like at the end yeah. of the day it's exactly. all about the story it's what we learn from it exactly <laughs> exactly and it's exactly Google or YouTube rabbit hole that you fell into. Oh, man. You know, I've, I've had this weird fascination with Fortnite videos right now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Fortnite, like, like the video game. Oh yeah. yeah oh my lord. It's I mean, so my nephew, weird. my nephews, and my my brother-in-law play it. It's a video my, game. Yeah. It's a video game, oh, and no. I'm an adult. Another word there. But I love like. Uh, I mean, I. It's I, like a battle royale. You just like. I love okay. the the. I give the kudos to, to all these like online gamers mm-hmm. and stuff. They've got so much character and they just bring so much life and they're almost become companions. Mm-hmm. I don't have time <laughs> to play video games and I love video games so much. Mm-hmm. So I just tend to watch them. Oh, okay. oh so you, you just watch <laughs> other people know. play. <laughs> oh, okay, so people, so people can record their yeah. them playing well, that's like they, and then they you put it on YouTube? It on Twitch or yeah. YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, and it's like so Fortnite is like, 
it's Fortnite's like the game right now. <laughs> it's like you pick a yeah. character and you just kill each other. Is that that's pretty Kinda much it? It's like the, yeah. the battle to, to be the last one. Yeah. And then like there was one moment where you could be Thanos. Like that yeah, was a big oh, deal. Really? And then they took him off. Yeah. <laughs> Epic Epic Games have like an amazing yeah. marketing campaign for it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a video game person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have no idea what that is. So in Crazy Rich, especially in the book, but yeah. even in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, Singapore is known for its food. Oh man. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Like when I watched it, when I when I was reading Mouth is salivating. Yes. Um, and I don't eat meat. I eat seafood, but I don't eat meat. But I also, I'll consider. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Bit but of satay. Yeah. If we were to go to Singapore, mm-hmm. um, what food would you recommend? Oh, man. The atypical answer with that to that would be um, chili crab. Oh, okay. That's yeah. like the atypical Singaporean answer. But oh, for God. me, chili it would crab. be bakute. Okay, bakute is... It's like a pork rib soup. Okay. Um, that's made of just, it's like a kind of a, a brown clear broth made with loads of garlic mm-hmm. and it's just stewed for, for hours. Damn. You put it on, on rice <laughs> with like chopped chilies and some sweet soy sauce and. And you're good yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah Have, that's my favorite. Can you get that here? Is yeah. There a, is there you could probably here? make it. You just need the broth. Uh, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those like stews that you have to do for a long, long time. Oh, really? Or no, really? No, you can, okay. you can just like let it boil for like an hour. And, and, and then you're, and you're good done. to go. Yeah. Crock pot it. Simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Hollywood obviously has had this long standing issue with whitewashing. Yeah. It's definitely getting better, especially with the advent of like social media mm-hmm. and people being able to speak out. Um, so let's just do a little reverse whitewash just to have <laughs> sure. fun. If you could play any superhero in the Marvel or DC universe that is currently occupied by a white actor. Oh, man. What what character would that be and why? And are, wait, are you a big comic book person? I'm a massive. Okay. I, grew, oh, okay. I grew up Okay, on, well, like, then any, com- well, yeah, any yeah. comic book any character. Comic book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's My, currently occupied by a white yeah. ethnic. Oh, like, I would not be in any way be able to fit his shoes, but Josh Brolin in, as Cable. Oh, yeah. Like, Cable was my favorite favorite character uh-huh. just his whole backstory of, of, of his, yeah being, his was interesting of yeah, being you know cyclops's uh, son with jean jean gray yeah oh is that his backstory well, that's <laughs> a, yeah. it's like it's, like, oh, it's kind of it's like an alternate timeline yeah it's like a okay. timeline issue say, i hope he didn't just he, it's it's um, no way it's i am uh, so scott, glad scott summers and Jean Grey. Wait, no, is it the, the Jean Grey clone? Was it the Goblin? Son. No, wait. The Phoenix Queen? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, because X Men gets a little bit complicated. Okay, okay. Not so, a little so bit, wait, but a lot. Wait, wait, wait. So he's, he's Scott's. In a different timeline. He's though, Jean's clone. Yeah. Jean's clone. As when she's Phoenix. Baby with psych. I don't know. <laughs> but they're related. Somehow. No, but okay, okay. you're right. That makes like, sense, though. I remember yeah. I, I was really heavy into comics when Cable came yeah, out and yeah. when X Force got formed. But and even I, when, yeah. like, I preferred, like, I really like the storyline of when he was the X-Man. He was, like, the last mutant on Earth. Mm. Oh, yeah, he yeah. he was Nathaniel Grey rather than Cable. And it was, but that was a different time. So, so, let's so not Henry Golding <laughs> for Cable <laughs> Standalone. Yes. We are here for it. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. You yeah, you know. It, it, it's... This yeah. is what I'm, we do. I mean, I'm into the movies, but I'm not... A, yeah, I didn't do the comic books. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the movies, though. Yeah. I've seen nice. them all. I, I, I did the comic books and my sister made fun of me heavily and now she's really into them. Yeah, I'm like, me too. I my, brothers, so. my brothers did the comic. I used to make fun way. of them all the time, yeah. but now I'm obsessed with the movie. Yeah. So. Oh, so we ask, we, this is the final question. We ask this to all our, our, our uh, guests. Um, is there underrepresented voice, whether it be an actor, writer, producer, director, creator in the industry that's not in the mainstream that you think deserves more recognition and time in the spotlight? Um, I think it's, 
I think it's equal opportunity. Mm. That's that's the main thing we need to we need to give. An equal opportunity not only stops at ethnicity, sex, but mm. also of background and, and upbringing. Mm. Um, the opportunities that we give to people who are highly educated aren't the same as we give to yeah. people who mm. don't have the opportunity to go to schools and things yeah. like that. You really, everybody has the ability to be whatever and whoever they want to be as long as they're sometimes given the opportunity. They can't mm -hmm. take them sometimes. Sometimes it takes a, a lending hand to show them the way and, and give them the inspiration. So that's what I hope that I'm doing in mm. some little way or form, mm. or that our little film is, is kind of doing. <laughs> is, there so, is, there, is there someone that you think, like an actor? Just like or somebody, yeah, somebody that maybe ha is doing things that on a smaller scale because obviously they don't have the opportunity. Yeah, is there like a certain actor to do or something? Is there like, a, yeah, or an artist of any kind? Um, like oh, an man, there's so many that I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many. What about somebody voices. from the cast of Crazy? I think everyone in that cast. That's the thing. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got doing their own massive thing. Because you have like really Constance Wu. Yeah, Aquafina. Yeah. I think it's you know, it, for me, Michelle Yeoh. Oh okay. my God, the queen. She's queen. Yes, yeah, she is she a queen. Is the, and when you see, uh, you know, because <laughs> yeah, you watch yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah. But you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. know no, this no. is wait till wait till you see it. She's she, like the ice cold mother I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wish, yeah, exactly. But she does everything inside the industry and outside the industry to be the person that people can look up to and, okay. and emulate. Like she's a UN ambassador. She, yeah, she does so much for charity. Um, I hope that I can take a piece of of what I've learned from her and, and, and kind of emulate that in later career. And like, she's been there for years and she hasn't slowed down. Okay. And she's 110% every single day. She welcomes the cast, crew, grips, the lighting guys with a hug in the morning every single day. Oh, like, that's like something that. I would look, yeah. look towards. Mm. Yeah. She's so like regal too. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you, thank you Henry so B. Golding. <laughs> thank you for coming by the thank New Hollywood Thank you so much. Podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. So. Thank Thanks. you.